You are listening to Become a Guitarist Today podcast with Adam Roach. Hey there, and welcome to episode number 83 with my guest Dan Hawkins from the band The Darkness. Now in this episode we talk about the new album and Dan breaks down some of the things involved in each of the songs. Now again, thank you to my sponsor, Musician. Now you can learn the instrument you've always wanted to, wherever and whenever you have the chance to sit down and play. Musician is an award-winning app designed by expert music teachers to teach you guitar, ukulele, piano, and more, giving you live feedback in the process. You can learn thousands of songs, including some you already love. Whether you've been playing for years or never picked up an instrument, Musician's here to help you get good, get better, and get playing. Plus, your first week's free. So visit musician.com and give it a shot. And custom picks and living music. Now, a quick shout out to some of my listeners. Grant Canterbury, thanks for listening in, mate. Really appreciate it. And anyone else that does have any comments or questions or anything, make sure you send me an email so I can read it out on the podcast. So let's go over to Insfee now with Dan Hawkins. Hello. Hello, Dan. How's it going? Good. How are you? Really good, thanks. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's um, interesting talking about the album for the first time. Yeah. Like, literally, that, that interview I did was the very first one of this album campaign for me. Oh, excellent. No, that's good. Yeah, no, I had to listen to it. I've been listening to it the last two days, and yeah, great album. Oh, thanks a lot. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, so I thought if it's okay, we might just talk about some of the songs from the album. Of course, ask me anything you like. It's all good. Well, I'll start from the first one. So, rock and roll deserves to die. <laughs> Now, first of all, I must say, great film clip. Yeah, thanks a lot, yeah. <laughs> a haunting vision of the future, perhaps. <laughs> That's what I was going to ask. What was it like being bald? Do you know what? It was quite freeing, being bald. And um, no, I've, got, like, a, I've got quite a few sort of bald mates. But one of my best friends is bald as a coot, I think is the expression. Yeah. And, um, and uh, when he saw the video, he, he sent me really, like, peeved, but, you know, jovial text saying, you know, yeah, nice one. Thanks for being realised you were so baldest. And, and I was like... Hang on a minute. If you actually look at the video properly, you can see that when we have our, our wigs blown off yep. or our hair blown off on, on um, what you think's happened there, yeah. um, we, you can see that we actually we actually embrace the baldness, and uh, we, and by the end of it, we love it. Yeah. And, and I actually felt that way in the day. I felt like, wow, it's quite. I felt free, free yeah. as a bird. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I used to have yeah, long hair back in the day, and then now it's yeah, bald as well. So I know what you mean. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's quite cool to never have to worry about your hair. You don't realise how annoying it is having hair until it's all gone. <laughs> it's, it's true. It's great in the shower. You just get out and that's it. You're finished. Oh, gosh. I mean, that must take no time at all. <laughs> that's right. You, you, can just focus on, you can just focus on downstairs, can't you? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it's a, it's a great ending to the clip too, I must say. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, yeah, you know what, I've... You know, if you want to switch off at that point, that's fine. I mean, I, that's the last thing anyone wants to see. I don't even know why it ended up on the video, but that's that's my brother being my brother, I guess. Yeah. So, did they ask you to do that as well? <laughs> no. I think they know better than to ask that. <laughs> yeah. They don't have to ask my brother. He, that's the sort of thing he really likes to do. 
if anything, it, it would be turned around if it was up to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a really good, great song as well. Nice album opener. You know, it was from right from the, the word go, we knew that would be the album opener. Uh, now, going to the song uh, Live Till I Die. Did you and Justin wrote the lyrics for this, or is it just uh, Justin? My brother wrote the lyrics for that entirely, but yeah, it kind of it still sort of spans the same period of time and the same experiences. We both had the same experiences. Yeah, because I was going to say, was that like pretty much about his school days? I like I've seen in the interviews and everything where he says, you know, about all the being different at school, and you can really notice it in this song. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that's um, so that is the anomaly on the album um, because the, uh, the rest of the song we wrote in the studio. That one we wrote pretty much before the band even formed. So that's from like 99. Oh, really? So, yeah, so that kind of like, that was not necessarily like a trip down memory lane because we wrote that mm. while we, you know, we were, he wasn't long out of college, basically, you know. Yeah. We've been, we've been trying to get that, al- that song recorded on every album for the last 15 years, including the first album. Yeah. But we, we, never, we could never do it justice. And it just seemed to tie in with the concept of the album, and I suggested giving it another go, and and the guys were up for it, and um, we finally got a version of it that we, we really liked, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think Rufus had to do with that. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing with this album too, like, really does show you like some, you know, very various styles as well, and yeah, you know, the playing and everything, which is really good. Yeah, we always try to do that, you know. Like, uh, I don't know whether that's, you know, <laughs> a lack of confidence in doing one thing or, or um, maybe just a need to experiment. But we always try to have, um, we never like to have like two of the same kind of songs on an album. Yeah. You know what I mean? Rhythmically yep. and musically. So, you know, like we've always done that. Like every song has a different kind of rhythm and feel and stuff. So. Yeah. Well, I think that's, that's great. That we do one. Yeah. It's really good because, you know, you get a lot of bands where the albums just pretty much sounds the same. But, you don't get that on this one, for sure, and yeah. your other albums, which is really good. Yeah, I mean, that works in our favour and, and against the same time, really, because you, you tend to, like, you only end up having a couple of songs on each album that people really relate to as darknessy songs, you know what I mean? So, yeah, 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 that's right. Um, they, that's the way it goes, isn't it? Yeah. So, actually, that pretty much leads into um, the, the deck chair. I found had, like, a really Queen vibe to it. Where will I rest my behind? When we came into doing this album, the thing I wanted to do differently or, or push the band to do as producer was basically not to do that thing where we write everything, demo it, rehearse it, and then record it as quickly as we can. It was a case of as soon as we got something on acoustic that we thought was, was a good chorus, we would go straight into the studio and then record it and flash it out there, like do all the arrangements. And yep. So we spent a hell of a lot of time in the studio and anything went really. Um, mm. So that was a, a late night kind of song writing session that went straight into the studio. And, and then about 300 vocal takes late, later, it, it sort of what um, <laughs> it is. I mean, we were really dabbing at that one. That one took about eight months overall. Oh, it was wow. like the, one of the uh, things we recorded and one of the last things we finished. Yeah. Um, so, like that, that, that choral section in the middle, yep. I wanted to uh, experiment with the whole. You know that 10cc 
the famous sort of Tempty C vocal arrangement on on that that classic track where uh, uh, Not for Love, where yeah, where, where fam- famously basically tracked all his vocals mm. in every key across the twenty four tracks. Oh wow! Um, and then pushed up the fader for each note. Yep. So basically, the engineer was was playing like the chords and and on the faders, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so that's what we did. I had them record something like 30 times on each note. And then, and so that, that middle section, the core section is all being played, written on, on um, automated faders. So wow. That just sums this album up really. It's like, well, completely self-indulgent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a, so do you record it all at your, your studio? That's right. Yeah. 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 yeah no, it's really great quality. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've had several studios over the years. One of them I ran commercially. So I've kind of been, as I've moved studios, it seems to be a habit of mine to move house and move studios yeah. um, over the years. I've kind, of, I've kind of built up a collection of gear that that is um, very intrinsic to, to what I like and, and it's pretty high-end stuff. <laughs> yeah. A lot of it's irreplaceable, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So is this called, is it Leaders Farm, your studio? Or is that the old one? It, it used to be. Okay. It used to be. It's, it's called it's called Hawkland now, predictably enough. <laughs> oh, Hawkland or Hawkwind? Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I used to be in a Hawkwind cover band a long time ago. Oh. Yeah, it was really cool. <laughs> yeah. My uh, dad was really into um, Hawkwind. Oh, really? Yeah, it's one, one, of the, one of the first things I think I, I heard. Oh, wow. Really silver machine. Uh, now, so going over to the song that Easter is cancelled. Some really good riffs in that one. Oh yeah, um, that that was Rufus and I really like writing the music on that. Um, we kind of got got towards the end of the album and we set ourselves a challenge of of, of writing, you know, the, the title track yep. for the album. And and uh, there was some kind of like uh, resistance within the band about doing that because we thought, well, it's got to be really, it's got to be really awesome to capture the whole concept of the album. Yeah, yeah. But we said, well, we want to give it a go anyway. Yeah, I think you can hear sort of um, like a, a little bit of Rush influence there. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. I mean, that, that's coming from um, Rufus's sort of drum playing. He's quite a big Rush fan. But yeah, no, I, I think that's my favourite on the album, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's just so many different riffs. Like, there's what, 10, 10 or so riffs in there? Yeah. I think. <laughs> I, mean, I, wonder if it, I wonder what the world record for the, for the most amount of riffs in the song is yeah, be good, yeah good to find that out it's probably this one that would be it'd be interesting to see whether you get in the you know that definitely would be a contender I think yeah for sure and they're all really good too thanks a lot yeah. They're, um, yeah I, I just uh, I can't wait to play that one live I really can't yeah yeah that'd be really good the thing with this album is that I'm, it was a massive pain in the ass to record mm. for starters I mean it's about eight months of 16 hour days for me Wow. You know, I, want, I wanted to just stop, never go into a studio ever again by the end of it. But <laughs> yeah. the follow through of that, unfortunately, is trying to work out how I'm going to modify my guitar rig to do what needs to be done. Yeah. yeah. Just, um, I don't know how, I don't honestly don't know how to do it. I've, I've, been, I've been brainstorming with my guitar tech for a couple of months now. Yeah. And we still haven't decided the right way forward because the trouble is with the way that my rig works, it's, I have to kind of. Um, it's sort of, you have to build it, and then that's it. Yeah. You don't get a second chance at it. 
Japan wire made by this guy in Milton Keynes. So yeah, yeah. So so now you guys you're coming here in March next year. So when do you start the actual tour for this album? So we start touring in November okay. in the UK. Yep. And then we roll into Europe, and then I think we're off to see you guys in spring. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. March 2020. We should have it down by then. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'll be listening out for that song. Yeah. If you turn up early to the one of the gigs, you might see my guitar tech with a screwdriver underneath my pedal board yeah. scratching his head. <laughs> if you see that, you'll realise things have gone terribly wrong, ironically. Yeah. Hell, what's going on? Yeah. Now, over to the song Heavy Metal Lover, which is another one with really good riffs in between the verses. That was really well written as well. Yeah, yeah that's. Um, we don't even really know where that came from. But that's just us pissing about, really. Like, yep. let's, just, let's face it. You know, it's, it's a bit of fun. I got, again, us doing something that I never thought we would do. You know, I mean, I'm doing. I'm rapping. I'm rapping in the in the middle eight. Oh, is that you? That's that's me. Yeah. Ah, well. Okay. Ah, interesting. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Give me interest in doing that live. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Another song that really stood out for me that could be another single is In Another Life. That's a really good song. Yeah, thanks. That's, that's like your, um, we always like to have one big power ballad on, on every record. Yeah. You know, it's not a big rock record if you haven't got one of those. <laughs> yeah, it's like your more than words type thing. Yeah, exactly. We always do one, and that, that's this album's one. And again, you know, in another life, it sort of ties in with um, the, the concept of the album, like, you know, life and death and rebirth and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. It's, um, I really like that tune. It really stands up on the acoustic, that, that song. Yeah, no, it really stood out. As soon as I heard it, I thought, oh, this has got to be a single, this one. Yeah. I'd, I'd like it to be. Yeah. I think, you know what? These days, nearly everything is a single, isn't it? You know? Yeah. But I think what I'd like to do is I'd like to make a video for every song on the album, mm. you know, and just stick them all, you know, see what happens. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, now, another great song. I mean, they're all great, but this one really stood out as well. We Are the Guitar Men, which I think should be the, the guitarist's theme song. We are the guitar men. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. We're, uh, we're really pushing for that to be the next big single, well, you know, the, the one that we actually make a proper video for. Yep. You know, because I think that's, that's probably the most us thing on the on on the album, weirdly. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely the weirdest thing on the album, but it, it's like, you know, it's that heroic thing. I think guitarists worldwide will appreciate that. Oh, for sure, definitely. I'm sure the people listening to this podcast will love it. <laughs> yeah. Again, that was just like, by the end of that, I just I'd had enough recording that song. I wanted to, I wanted to really take the you know the, the, that ELO Queen kind of vocal thing yeah. to the extreme and to take the time to do it properly and don't skip any corners. And the result is an an unbelievable amount of vocals we recorded for that song. Okay, yeah. I mean I'm talk, talking about on the core sections, you know, like the the, the bridge section and the outro. Yep, and we were talking about about 260 backing vocals. Oh, wow. I mean, in, in, in amounts of tracking. Um, 
it's uh, that's incredible. <laughs> does it work or not? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then and it just seems like it seems like every song, mm. like it's like three or four songs in one. Yeah, um, I guess that's just by the guitar, by the Now, did Justin play the the solo in this song? He did. Yes. Ah, oh, because there's it, it like a little end of the first solo. I think it's like a little arpeggio thing. It's really cool. I've never really heard him play on the other songs before. Yeah, yeah, he's um, he's a very versatile guitarist, Jess, you know? Yeah. I, I've always thought, you know, I, I, I think he's, if you put, let's put it this way, live, yep. if he wasn't running around in the things that he does, like playing guitar behind his head, in delivering a, a, a visual performance at the same time playing it. Yeah. Yes, you just sit there and, and play the guitar. That guy's right up there. Mm. Right up there. I mean, you know, he can, he can do anything from, um, you know, Mark Knopfler to Juan Martin yeah. to, like, by it's, the guy, there's no limits to that guy's guitar playing talent, you know? Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong. I avoid him playing rhythm guitar at any cost. Because <laughs> yeah. that, that's uh, definitely not his forte, but luckily that's where I come in. So, yeah. but, but his lead guitar lead is just, it blows me away every time, you know. Yeah. And um, always surprises me. Yeah, I mean, definitely stood out in this song for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, um, he's good, that guy. Yeah. But even like the, the end section, like I think it sounds like a tapping section, and it sounds like it's on a fretless guitar, but it's not, is it? No, it's not, no. no. All of his solos were played. Uh, um, on this um, Les Paul, this black Les Paul custom that we have here in my studio, mm. and um, um, he actually got he got out a Fender Strat on this one, not on this song, but um, on a on a couple of the uh, the um, other ones, the the, the gnarlier ones, at the end of Rock and Sky and a choke on it. I think he, he did a okay. great strat on that one. Um, now I just want to talk about you know, the last two songs, so the uh, confirmation bias. Which uh, another one, yeah, featuring Justin on the vocals, amazing. Probably best I've heard him sing on the album, I'd say. Mm. Incredible vocal performance, that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, that that was a, we set ourselves a challenge of. Um, well, you can you can hear the space that it's recorded in, can't you? You know, it's like yep. extraordinary, really. That that's our kind of ode to Swade, believe yeah. it or not. Okay, yeah. Because we we were all we were all really big Swade fans. Yep. when they first came out like Dogman Dogman Star in particular that album yep. is just fucking off the charts really is great uh, so that's that was <laughs> most Swade fans just go oh my god are you kidding me yeah. um, the darkness during Swade but um, that's that's genuinely where it comes from I love a Swade yeah yeah no because when I was listening I was like yeah you know, I was waiting for like a, a big heavy part to come in but it didn't so it's like keeps you on the edge yeah 100% yeah <laughs> That's great. Yeah, that's just it. Yeah, that, that's um, that's me doing the um, Welsh choir in the background. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, not very nice. Very cool. Now, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, going to the last song, that is it Sutton Who? Is that how you say it? Yes, it is, yeah. yeah. Now, notice there's a lot of different type of instruments on this one. Did you play all them? Was it barren, was it war? Did the people leave the settlement for? Oh, Sutton Who? Uh, yeah, well, that one was set up pretty live, really. Okay. So that was recorded as it sounds, basically in the, the, a pub environment, really. Yeah. 
there's all sorts of kind of um, uh, bits and bobs coming in and, out, in and out of there. Quite proud of the solo on that, actually. Yep. That's, uh, that's played on a double neck, 12, a 12-string double neck SG. Ah, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and you can hear how high the action is. It's really hard to play. It's like, this guy's really struggling. And then I think that's <laughs> what sounds good of it. And we always like to have a song steeped in East Anglian folklore on every album as we can. And, yeah. and that's no exception, but... I encourage any avid Darkness fans or anyone interested in, in uh, the local history of East Anglia yeah. to Google Sutton here and then you'll realise what the hell Justin's talking about. Okay, I'll do that for sure. <laughs> now, is that an accordion right at the end? <laughs> oh no, did I get that wrong? <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you know what? This is the, my, the thing that my brother likes the most about this album is that the whole, the entire album wraps up with the most ridiculously loud accordion. <laughs> oh, it's only so accordion. accordion. Yeah, yeah, good. <laughs> that's my brother playing it. Yeah. Oh right. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a good way to finish it. Yeah. So yeah, utterly ridiculous, really. But hey. Yeah, no, you're works. welcome. No, but like I said, great album. Really, I'm sure everyone's going to really dig this one, especially guitar players. Yeah, I think so. Guitar players and drummers will really like this. Yeah, I think it's a. Uh, it definitely keeps you on your toes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I suppose I'll let you go because I know you've got other interviews to do. Thanks a lot. Yeah, but think, thanks very much for this. Uh, it was a really good breakdown of the album. Yeah, thanks for your time, and um, we'll, we'll see you on the, on the tour. Yeah, definitely. I'll see you in March next year. Awesome. Thanks okay. a lot. Thanks, Dan. See you then. Cheerio, mate. Right, bye-bye. bye-bye. See you. Roach Music School. We offer lessons for guitar, piano, drums, ukulele, bass guitar, and trumpet. Concerts are held every six months, located in South Meringue. See the link in the show notes to contact us today or search on Google Roach Music School. Skype lessons are now available. Are you ready to become the next rock star? Rock star.